Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. This is Caroline. It's Thursday. We're here. We're back. We are happy. And I'm drinking today. And we have a decapitation to talk about. What is it? What? Decapitate? Decapitation? Do Word of the day. need me to read the definition because <laughs> I will. Word of second. the day is decapitation. Love it. What love are you it. drinking since you're off? Oh, the act of beheading. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're drinking the some total Bacardi. separation. Sorry, the total separation of the head from the body. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, Bacardi, coconut Just flavor. Drinking it straight. Yeah, I mean, I brought something to mix in it, but it's probably not going to happen. I feel like the coconut is the mixer. Oh, I totally. Yeah, agree. yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And then we got some lemon water here to hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a little vodka and Gatorade. Okay. Just whatever was in my refrigerator. <laughs> Just mix it and shake it. Yep, and drink it. We have some news. <gasps> We're moving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we already did that. Podcast is I'm closing pregnant. down. Nope. I, I had on pink well, today, that- so I told everybody it, I'm having a girl. <laughs> The news is I'm pregnant and April's having a girl. Yeah, there's the news. Wow. Um, no, actually, Rogue Media wanted us to schedule another live show. So guess what's coming up? What? It's a live show. <laughs> it is not in the old place. It is in somewhere else downtown. And you will get details from our Facebook page and our Instagram page soon. And there's going to be incentives to for the first couple of people who register. So stay tuned. Watch our page um, and be the first like 15, 20 people to register. Because if you do, you're going to get a special glass or mug to drink your beverages out of at the live show. Oh my gosh, April. Yes. I'm dead. Can I tell you what it's going to say on there? Please. Always be DTF. <laughs> Down to find. find. Yes, yes, yes. Clearly. So you have to be in the first 15 or 20. I haven't f- picked a number yet. Yeah. 17. Depends on how many glasses we can find. Maybe yeah. 17. Yeah. Um, and then, so look forward to that. And we have no idea what we're going to talk about. So we'll surprise you like we did last time. I have had people sending me random, um, ones to go look at. And I kind of want to talk about like a really crazy, like kind of like this one today. I kind of want to do one like I'm going to do today. Okay. The crazier, the better. Yes. Love it. I love this one. So hopefully you're excited. Hopefully you're clapping in your car or office or at home yeah, right now. I know a bunch of you missed out. Yeah. Yeah. We're sorry about that. And, you know, you better not miss out this next time. That's no. all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, I need to hear more about this decapitation. Mm. Would you like me to tell you? Yes. Okay. So we're going to go to Boise, Idaho. Let's wow, that's Idaho, Utah, Idaho. Okay, Idaho. We're just getting right into it. So, this is 2005, October, and I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of start you in the middle of the situation. 
Okay. Okay. So there's a police officer answers a call to a domestic dispute. We got a domestic here. Oh, it's going to be good. When, when he answers it, he's, he goes to the house. He meets this guy who's standing out in the middle of the street. Well, it's, it's like cold where he is October in Idaho. Apparently it's cold at that time of the year. He has a ripped shirt and he called police on his girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he says they had a fight and she chased him into the street. And that he had to go across the street to the neighbor's house to use the phone to call the police. She's the aggressor? That's what he claims. His name is uh, Alofa Time. Where's he from? Samoa. He's a, he's oh. Samoan, but he's from California. But okay. he's Samoan. Okay. They're, and his girlfriend is also from California. Moana? She's also Samoan. Okay. So... This wasn't the first time the officers were called, though, to their house. They've had a domestic before. Mm. So this is she must be real aggressive. A cycle. So the so the officers they knew like what they had dealt with the the last time, and they gave him a big warning. And then they come back in October, and they're like, "This time is different." And he's like, "According according to Alofa, the guy, he says that." That Teresa, which is his girlfriend, mm-hmm. didn't like the way that he talked to her sons because she had three boys. He would like curse at them and yell at them over the littlest things. Oh, that's a good reason to like, whoop somebody's ass. Like, don't close the fucking back door. That's oh, no. Like, and and he, it's not your kid. No. And let me tell you now, I'm going to warn you that I'm going to. I'm going to read some things that he's said and they're going to have bad words. Okay. We're going to have some bad words. We're going to have some, uh, gory stuff. Cause there's obviously decapitation involved here. Cause I've already told you that. <laughs> and, uh, there's, so just get ready for it all. Um, oh, so you're saying this is an explicit podcast. Oh yeah, it is okay. explicit. So I don't want you out there being like, oh, I heard a cuss word. Cause you're going to hear it. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> When, so he, so Alofa would say that Teresa would turn violent. She would yell at him. She would curse at him. She would throw things. Um, she would Amber Heard on him. You know what mm. I'm saying? And so at this, this October incident, when he tried to leave the house to get away from her, she's throwing things. She's mad. She clings on to his clothes. Like she grabs his pants and his shirt and she's like holding on tight to where he's leaving. And he's a big guy. Yeah. Samoan big are. guy. Like, you know, they do the. Whatever. Like Moana. Yes. Like Moana. He's walking out dragging her because she is attached to his clothes. She will not let go. So they're both pretty hard headed. Yeah. And like he's okay. He's six one, two hundred and fifty pounds. Um. Obviously, she was not going to stop him from going anywhere. He's going to go. So he finally gets her released and lets go. And that's when he makes it over to the neighbor's house to call the cops and then tells the cop this whole story. Okay. So the cop is like, well, your relationship is not healthy, obviously. And he's like, somebody needs to leave the house. Mm -hmm. One of the two, like the last time I came here, I gave you a warning. Now I'm telling you somebody has to leave the house. Take a time out. Yes. So let me tell a little bit about Alofa. He moved from uh, California to Idaho. He has one um, adult son that was in his mid-40s. I don't, there, let me tell you, there was not a lot of information on this case. Uh-huh. So I'm going based on maybe few. So they were older than. Yeah. Yeah. If he no, had a son that no. was in his 40s. He, he was in his 40s. He was, Alofa was in his mid-40s. Oh, okay. The son was an adult son. Okay. I don't have an age. Okay. But he does have a history of domestic, domestic violence. Mm. Um, Teresa also moved from California. She had three, um, boys. It just, I've just nearly grown. They weren't adult. They're nearly grown. Maybe they're probably like high school kids. Yeah. Um, so she was more outgoing and lively and fun and funny and had more personality. He was more quiet and reserved. So typically Whenever he was around people, he was, like I said, quite reserved. But then whenever he drank. Oh, alcohol induced. Yeah. He would get stupid drunk. He would make, 
people around him feel uncomfortable. He was crude. He would definitely make the women around him feel uncomfortable. Okay. Because he would go, there was one point where he hit on his nephew's wife. His nephew's mm-hmm. wife. Damn. Would say if to the to the wife, like, if I would have met you first, I would be your husband. Or like weird things like That's that. Basically like, incest. Basically incest. Like you're my uncle, basically. Mm-hmm. Don't be no, Mm-mm. I don't need all that. Cringe. City. Yeah. Cringy. Unfortunately, this was a pattern. He did this multiple times. He just did this when he drank, and he became to what he thought of as himself as a loaf of the ladies' man. So, did he drink often? He, um, it wasn't. And when he did, yeah, he just binged. I think when he drank, he drank a lot. Yeah. But he didn't drink a lot, a lot, like I guess. Daily. So, yeah. just like when they went out and they, like one time they went dancing and there was a, she like Teresa was dancing with some other guy and he got like so mad and like caused this big commotion. So any, any little thing, like he was very jealous. He was very insecure. Mm. Um, little wee wee syndrome. A hundred percent. It's yes. coming up. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yes. So he would become jealous, controlling. And according to Teresa's coworkers, they even had a bunch of stories about him. They said that she would have to wake up at 3.30 every morning to make his lunch and breakfast. Every morning she'd wake up. Even if she didn't go back to sleep, she still went to work the next day. I mean, later that day at 8 o'clock, she went to work. She would have to get up every morning to do that. Uh, or before she had to get up? 3.30? I don't know what he... Oh, I don't no. even, Somebody works at Lowe's, but I, it doesn't... Yeah. 3.30. 3.30. And she didn't have to go to work... Till eight. She didn't have to go to work till normal time and he had to go to work early, but she would get up to do that. She would maybe not go back. She maybe would go back to sleep. She might not. She would clean the house, whatever. Some days they would go to lunch and he would make her go home and change before she would go out to be able to go out to lunch with him. These are just random <laughs> stories from coworkers. He that, sounds like a keeper. Yes. He would constantly call her 20 to 30 times a day. No, no. If she did not answer her phone, he would call her front desk. No. Asking for her. If she missed a call, she would freak out. People who she was with would be like, what? I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, why are you freaking out? She's like, oh my gosh, I got to call him back. Got to call him back. Got to call him back. She would call him back. He would say, where are you? And she'd be like, oh, I'm at lunch at Chewy's. And who are you with? Oh, I'm with April. Let me talk to April. Listen, ladies, if your boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or partner, whatever we're calling it these days, has any of these characteristics run, it is not okay at all. Oh, it. So his insecurities apparently caused him to be this controlling. Which clearly, if it got a little wee wee, <laughs> mm. but they dated for years, and guess what? They ended up getting married. Of course. But guess what? What's her name again? Teresa. Teresa. But guess what, April? How long do you think that marriage lasted? You'll never guess because it was basically like a month or two. <laughs> Very short lived. Shorter than Kim Kardashian and the basketball. It was longer player? than it was longer than Britney Spears. 57 hour or minute relationship with K-Fed or whatever. <laughs> it was longer than that. Or Jason Alexander. I still can't remember. No, she has kids with K-Fed. Anyway, very short lived. So they break up. They get divorced because uh, he decided he did not want to be a father figure to her three boys. He didn't oh. want any have to, anything to do with the kids. He did not want anything to do with them. And she said, that's unacceptable. That's a deal breaker. So he starts um, dating another girl in town. Okay. Because they're separated. They're getting divorced, whatever. Starts dating another girl. But guess what? That relationship did not last. Because she had some sense, probably. Because guess what? They got back together. (laughs) Him and Teresa. Yes. Oh, Teresa. She couldn't resist. Because, it, you know, there's some people out there. Can't be alone. Thri- can't be alone. And they thrive 
on the drama. drama. They no. thrive on it. Nope, nope, nope. I was married to one of them. I wow. saw it. They thrive on it. They create it for no reason. So while there was a trouble behind closed doors, you know, in public, they maybe seemed happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but they seemed happy. They were able to fake it till they made it. At least when he wasn't drinking, they were they were happy, right? Well, the, how long can you fake it before it gets so overwhelming that you just you can't even stay at the house like so he would have to leave and go stay with family and friends that were close on certain nights because they would just get so intense and their arguments and fights and i'm like i don't understand why you won't just break up why would you not just break up do they think they could fix each other probably Mm -mm. so they it's rocky ever since they were together um he would He's he would like flirt and stuff, but then she would get angry and from what he says, explode into violence. Yeah. Like so she would explode into violence and like just would go crazy on him, throw things at him, like I said. She does wrong me ever Amber Heard. So going back Who to Who actually filed bankruptcy today, right? Um, I heard that several times and I don't know, but I do have a whole bunch of juicy stuff up. I can email you <laughs> about Elon and all of her sex parties. Mm, mm. Oh, it's so juicy. I'll send it to you. So we're, we're in October. The police have come to the house. They're going to separate the two because he's called, you know, he called the police on her and she's chased him out of the house and all this stuff. Okay. He goes on to say that. This is what happened. She like my clothes are ripped and she's ripped my clothes because she won't let go of me. She's s- slashed my tires. She burned my blanket. <laughs> you're lovey. Yeah, you're lovey. <laughs> and that since, um, you know, although like even though he was bigger than her, you would Typically, men are most likely the aggressors in the situation like this, but not always. So you have to go by what they say, you know. So they then arrest Teresa. Oh, goodness. Teresa's arrested. It's a domestic assault without injury, which is a misdemeanor. And she is like telling the officer, she's like, officer, please uncuff me. Please uncuff me. And he's like, I can't. You were the aggressor. You were the one who battered him. And you can't just stop him. Like, it's against the law. I have to take you in. I have to, like, follow protocol. Yeah. Assault. Yeah. So whether or not she was guilty can be argued later. But she was going to jail. So friends and family, a lot of the stuff that I heard was based on what they heard from him. Okay. So... I mean, a lot of them would say that, yes, they, they did not need to be together. They all agreed. Um, and then they, but they would stay together, but they were like, she would be, she would get violent and she would get kind of crazy, but he wasn't innocent either. So there were just arguments back and forth. And he, she would say things like she would tell him that she was cheating on him to get him pissed off. So she would like egg him on. And she would stir the pot. And she even would go as far as to say that she would cheat on him with his nephew. Oh, they're both gross. So she would also. She's like, well, you're from flirting with the nephew's wife. Yes. I'm a flirt with the nephew. So then she would tell her. I mean, I know like girl, like you talk about, well, girls talk about stuff like their husbands and stuff to each other. Yeah. Some. But she would, like, go and, like, talk to her girlfriends about their sex life and, I guess, just would tell way too much information. And I guess she would go then and tell him because he knew about it and he would get, like, triggered and really pissed about what she was saying to them. Um, So she, from based on what I'm going to tell you, it, it sounds like she would make fun of him for to some situation he had going on. Little wee wee. <laughs> so after this October incident, she gets arrested. All that happens. We get to March, 2006. Police were called again to the house. 
And this is this is a result of, I guess, it's going to be domestic battery charges because he ended up choking her. So the police are called. He gets charged domestic battery. There's a no contact order that was then put in place. Okay. So they're a mess. They're a mess. They're a complete mess. They're a mess. After a few months after this order was in place, she then went to the court asking them to remove the no contact order. Uh, And her friends were shocked. They're like, why would you do this? Like, you need to be, you need to stay away from him. You need to break up with him. He's trying to choke you. <laughs> oh my God. The and rem- he don't like your kids. Doesn't like your, like. And he's got a little wee wee. Give me one positive. I can't find one. Was he cute at all? No, he, no. He's like, just. A, just mean, a Samoan. <laughs> just a big old Samoan. <laughs> just a big old, just, what's the boy, what's the kid's name off Moana? I don't the man, know. the boy. The rock. Is in it? Yeah. Yeah. The removal, though, she requested this removal. The removal was denied by the court. They said that if she wanted to have it removed, she would have to take a safety planning class. What? Then, of course, she took the class, and then the no contact order was lifted. They reconciled, and now she could help him with his upcoming domestic battery court case oh my how goodness. sweet is but that? you know how often it probably happens because guess what she would never see that court date Uh oh. it's laundry. time to take a break let's take a break and now a word from our sponsors Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean? Could it be? The, the Bolter House. New from Rogue Media. Two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot (laughs) welcome to one star rewind a new podcast about those dreaded one star reviews that every business owner hates to receive but yet every customer loves to read during this podcast We will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. So here we are, fast forward, June 15th. Alofa called his aunt in California. And these are early morning phone calls. She missed both the phone calls. They're like at seven o'clock in the morning. And she was like, something has to be wrong because he never calls me this early. Like what's going on? So you got to pay attention. At 6 a.m., okay, there was a... uh, like dispatch received a call for a, a fatal car accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a hit and run involving a black Dodge pickup truck. Okay. Okay. They quickly locate this black truck. And then the officer ended up being a few cars back behind another truck. This truck is a gold Dodge Ram. So he's following along, and the road is pretty clear at that time of the day, and it's just like the officer, there's that truck, there's a couple other cars, and there's this other compact car that's coming. Well, he is behind these trucks, and he slowly watches this gold Dodge Ram slowly drift over into the opposite lane, into oncoming traffic, and have a head-on collision with this small little compact car. This collision was so violent that both of the vehicles spun around coming to a rest in complete opposite directions they had been traveling in and several yards apart. The closest vehicle to the officer was the car, so he approached the car first. Mm -hmm. The car is sitting in a ditch on an incline, basically coming to a rest, being crushed crushed on the driver's side the first thing he noticed was the motionless driver lying on the dashboard and an eight-year-old passenger screaming for help the eight-year-old survived and 10 years later she did an interview and so i just want to tell you she says quote i remember it was just an ordinary day i was sitting in the front seat we were driving listening to the radio, talking and laughing. The next thing I know, I looked to my left and I saw my mom. She was gone. Mm. I remember she had a tear of blood running down her cheek. No. The officer got the girl to safety, confirmed that the mother was deceased and moved on to the truck. Okay, Okay, what's going on with this truck? He saw that the truck was smoking and he was like, oh shoot, this may catch on fire. Let me go see what's going on. Goes to check on the driver. The impact kind of crumpled up the the front part of the dr- of the truck, um, and it had rolled a couple of times, um, and it also spun like a one eighty degrees. Um, but surprisingly, the roof was not smashed in. So okay. just the front of the truck was crushed, crushed, but it wasn't smashed on the roof. And the driver of the truck was okay and was able to get out of the passenger side window. Okay. So the driver, this man, he's like dazed and confused. Like he's like, oh gosh, like he's, I mean, he's alive. He's well, he's able to move, but he's obviously a little like disoriented. Right. So whose fault? Oh, okay. Yeah. So the officer tries to get this man to sit on the grass and like, Hey, just sit down and move away from the car. Like, let's let me talk to you make sure you're okay and he wasn't being cooperative and so he kept trying to get back in the truck and just when you think the situation could not get any worse it gets a little more sinister Uh so the man keeps begging for the officer to kill him to shoot him he says shoot me motherfucker just (laughs) shoot me just kill me and the officer's like what and he's like nah dude that's what he says Mm -hmm. he's like no like what he's clearly he's he's like in shock he doesn't know what he's saying right 
And he's like, you need to take a seat. You need to take a seat. So they needed to make sure he wasn't severely injured. He didn't have a head injury. He didn't have any broken bones, internal bleeding. Like they had to make sure all these things. So they ask him what day it is. And he doesn't even, he tells them the wrong day. He's like, it's, it's He's Monday. Concussed. And they're like, oh, it's actually Thursday. And they're like, they asked him what his name was. And he got his name right. But then they noticed something very odd. He was covered in dried blood. Oh. So it wasn't even do you new. have any thoughts? <laughs> it's a loofah, a loafah. Uh-huh. It's a loaf. Maybe. And he just killed his wife and he's trying to get away. So he had blood on the front of his shirt. He had dried blood on his hands. He was wearing socks, one flip-flop. <laughs> flip-flop <laughs> and, and socks? And his big toe was sticking out of one of his socks, and he had blood on his big toe. Listen, he should have got shot. <laughs> the cop should have looked down at he socks and like, flip-flops. Right, I would go ahead and shoot you. I was like, let me go and put you out of your misery. And in my notes, I said, I have April do you want to guess where the dried blood came from? But she already did. Yes. So any other any other ideas of what's going on? I feel like they just got to fight and he's probably always been the aggressor, but he turned it around on her. And then is he drunk too? He has no, to be drunk. It's, but it's so early. It's like 7 a.m. Oh, it's 7. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the officer then asks him, where is all this, like, where's the blood coming from? He said, lift up your shirt, because he's like, maybe he's got a cut on his stomach or something, and maybe there's an injury. Maybe he's in shock. He couldn't feel it. They found no injuries. Mm. How are you going to walk away with no injuries, bruh? Then, this is when the man, which now we know is Alofa, is like, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I cut off my girlfriend's head. <laughs> Let me go and tell you the truth. And the head is somewhere around here. Uh, it was in the truck. And when he asked when and where the, he was like, when and where did you do? Like, when did you do that? What are you talking about? What? And he was like, I think it's, I think I did it. At, like, they're like, where's the rest of the body? He's like, I think it's at my house. And the officer is like, Okay, you're obviously delusional because I'm trying to deal with this car scene and now you're trying to tell me that you just decapitated your wa- your girlfriend? And they're like, well, where's the head? And like, because they couldn't see it. They had on their cop cams. Get ready. Oh, wait. I'm playing that? a clip. You know me and my clips. That sounded like another word, but anyway. Okay. So, uh, to be honest with you, I cut off my girlfriend's head. Yeah, that's the head of something wrong. You cut off your girlfriend's head? Yeah. When did you do that? She was. the rest of her body at and you you threw her what did you do with her head it was in the back of the truck okay keep an eye on him oh jesus it's right there the scene uh it's right there so that was a real short clip and it was it's hard to hear but if yeah so the head was in the back of the truck, back seat or bed? Okay. The head, the man driving the truck, was a loafer. The severed head was in the back of the truck. And whenever, okay, when inside the car, the car that he hit, right? Yeah. It was a mother and two children. And... The, it was, so the 36-year-old driver. The mama. The mama, Samantha Murphy. She was sprawled across the dashboard of her car. Oh, no. And she was killed instantly. Where's the other baby? Eight-year-old Sydney was trapped on the passenger seat, but she was able to get free. She was alive. And then the officers did not even realize there was another 
body in the car in the back because the car was so smashed. And that's when they eventually found four-year-old Jay Lynn, who was also killed instantly. And Sydney was the lone survivor. Mm -mm. And I'll I'll give you a recap about how she's doing at the end. So they locate... Now, I had to get that in there so we can go back to the severed oh, head. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. So the officers locate the head. In the middle of the road, uh, they just see this head with long, dark hair. dark hair. And initially, guess what? They think it's a mannequin. <laughs> it's, it's never a fucking mannequin. It's never a mannequin. That's literally what I have. I was like, they always the cops, say that. He literally, I listened to the interview and he's like, I thought it was a mannequin. I'm like, bro, and you're a cop. A mannequin. People off the street say that. A cop should not say that. So they realize that this is like the decapitation had nothing to do with the car accident. It was not the head. Did not belong to anyone that was involved in the accident. So it's an unrelated homicide. Yes. So Alofa had placed the head in the bed of the truck. And when the two vehicles collided, the head stayed in motion, launching out of the truck, bouncing 125 feet (gasps) down the road. I just can't imagine. Leaving a blood spattered trail. Before coming to a stop. Oh my gosh. Would you die to see that though? A bouncing, rolling head on the road. Oh my goodness. I cannot even <laughs> imagine I that. I can't. When I was listening, I was just like, I'm laughing because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Because it's it's like, it's not even real life. It's not real. <laughs> it is a mannequin, actually. That's the only way this could be real. I was, listen- I was listening to this and HB and I'm like laughing because I didn't know what else to do because <laughs> I just think you're crazy. <laughs> okay, so officers detain Alofa. They're like, "Do you have any weapons?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Uh, well, I had a knife in my truck, obviously." Mm. Which the knife flew out of the truck. The m- knife was in the middle of the road, and let me tell you, this knife was a 12-inch K-bar fighting knife. I didn't know what that was, so no. I googled it. And you know what? I heard that this knife was like a favorite among like military people because of its reliability and lethality. Mm. And then guess what? When OJ I looked it used up, it. guess who had this knife? OJ. Dirty Chad. Dirty Chad. <laughs> what? He had a knife like exactly like that. And uh-uh. then they said military stuff. And he also had a big knife. I could have been decapitated, yes. but I wasn't. So I digress. <laughs> Officers decide to, they're like, okay, let's go find the body because we just got ahead. So they go to his house. They start searching. They search the whole house. Well, when they get to the house. Because they live separately because they've been separated, right? They got back together, though. But are they, so they are living together yeah, again? Yeah. Okay. So they drive up to the house. The garage door's open. And they're like, okay, they got to search to see if they'll find anything else. And they notice in the garage, there's a trail of blood droplets. Mm. Likely from where he carried the freshly severed head from the house into the truck. Then they noticed the body. In the bathtub. It was sitting straight up in the driver's seat. Of a car. So I guess their other car sitting in the driver's seat with its hands on its lap. No. Did he place her there? <laughs> I guess so. I just can't. Looking un... un. The interior of the car was clean. <gasps> it didn't happen there. It did not. The majority of the blood was on the driver's door. So he put her in there. They continued to look to the house. Like they, they were like making sure there was nobody else that was involved in the murder. They cleared the whole house. They cleared the backyard. Once they cleared it, they went back to the body to check it. And there was no 
other signs of major injury, they did find that the decapitation was crude with jagged uh, edges <clears throat> of neck flesh draping no. over the chest. The autopsy came back and it had showed that she was strangled and she was stabbed once in the chest. Strangled, stabbed, then decapitated. And then the decapitated decapitation was posted. So he was real pissed. He was That's overkill. Oh, hold on. So Alofa either took the head as a trophy. What was he gonna do? Or maybe more like as a fuck you. Mm. What was he going to go do with it? Let me tell you. They go back to the scene and the officers were getting like clearing him medically, checking him over. They frisked, frisked him and they found wads of paper in his pockets. And this whole accident was littered with, um, you know, plastic and glass and all the things, but also a bunch of notebook paper. And so this guy's crazy. <laughs> they found several pieces of paper where he tried, he started to explain and tried to gather his thoughts. And he was like writing all this stuff on these papers. And in the back seat of the truck, they found an eight page letter titled motive. The pages <laughs> were jumbled and he re- would repeat this thoughts Zach over and over. Bowen. But here is an abridged version. Okay. I'm tired of being laughed at. Since I met her four years ago, she physically and mentally abused me. Her mouth is very filthy. She slapped me so many times in front of everybody. She gets pissed off. She makes fun of my dick. All these things add up. God forgive me. But the most degradable thing is when she makes fun of my manhood with her friends. She gets a kick out of playing games mind games. She gets a wicked temper. I was patient with her for four years until one night. It was kind, I was kind of rough with her and she called the cops. I went to jail and everything started to go downhill. I hope that a leg of the corner table that is sticking out of her cunt will make her climax internally and forever. What? Sorry for the brutality of my action. No affiliation with Al-Qaeda, just plain English. I'm a beat down man because of this woman. God forgive me. I grew up from good parents and a good family, so please don't judge my family. I will face my almighty God when judgment day comes. I have $300 in my pocket. Please cremate my body. I don't want my family to suffer. Once again, please forgive me. Alofa T. P.S. Please scatter my ashes on the hills of Wild Horse by Table Rock. What? He was going to kill himself. He was trying to commit suicide by crashing into... Oh, and he took two more lives. Authorities begin to question (sighs) him. Then he starts profusely sweating. He's sweating. It's dripping onto his clothes. It's dripping everywhere. He's like major sweating. And they're like, this motherfucker's about to have a heart attack. They had to rush him to the hospital because they didn't know what's going on. I'm telling you this story. It's never ending. It's never ending. (laughs) So they get him to the hospital and he confesses to the doctors that he had taken almost an entire bottle of phenamine. That's fat peel. That's the fat peel. Yes, yes. So he was he was uh, like having a come down from the coming off speed. <sighs> so between the letter and the call that he made to his aunt, remember at the very beginning I mentioned a call that he made yeah. to his aunt at seven o'clock that morning. These all these events became pretty clear, and after all the you know years of back and forth fighting, what had happened was he downed the bottle of speed. He drank a few beers at seven a.m because obviously he must have done it and then i mean he probably didn't go to sleep that night so he never slept there's Uh, no telling when he no yeah drank it down the bottle drank some beers strangled Teresa to death stabbed her one time in the chest decapitated her he was done he called his aunt because he was calling her to tell her that he wanted to be cremated because he was his parents i don't know i'm maybe they're in samoa is that a, anyway, he gets into his truck to drive to his death. 
he wanted to oh my gosh. have the car accident. But when you're driving a big ass truck and you slam it into a small car, Mm-mm. who's going to win? Yeah. The big ass truck's going to win. Yeah. And you're also going to kill two more people <sighs> while you crash into this car because you're not even really. He should just shot himself at home. Should've. Or with a knife. Yep. Stabbed himself. He never actually opened up and told the police exactly what happened, but they didn't need him to tell because Mm-mm. there was so much evidence. And it was they were, they came to the conclusion that it was all premeditated because he had recently purchased the knife. He obviously had meant to drive the car. The police officer watched him swerve into the other lane because, like, the police officer had originally gone to a call for a hit and run for a different, totally different uh. accident. But he way. just so happened to be on that road a few cars behind him to watch the whole thing happen and Damn. then to arrive on the scene fast enough to, like, at least see what happened. Like, how crazy is that? that? Yeah, yeah. He didn't go to work and eat his donuts and Mm-mm. think that was going to happen was that day. So... Oh um. There was no trial because he eventually pleaded guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder of Teresa. He was sentenced to 15 years for each count of vehicular manslaughter. Good. um, For the deaths of Samantha and Jalen, and another 15 years for aggravated driving under the influence for downing the bottle of pills. Mm. During his sentence, he said... Mm -mm. Your pain and sorrow are embedded deep in my soul and the utmost of my conscience. I am profoundly and terribly sorry for putting your family through this ordeal. I beg for your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I am deeply sorry. There, you know, what's when people say nothing, we get pissed. And then when they say something, we get even more pissed because there's nothing you can say. Exactly. That sounds very like It's a lose-lose. If anybody, I mean, you go and you say you're sorry, I don't care. Yeah. It means nothing. You've already done it. I will, you have to forgive the person for yourself so you don't hold it, I think. Yeah. I always think it's better to forgive. Yeah. You don't want to hold that grudge. That's just too much stress on your own. On your own. On your gut. And they already did enough. And they already did enough. Don't let them hold it Control, over you. Control, yeah. Well, let me tell you that. Wait, where were her kids? I nothing. God. I there's I could I could hardly find there. Uh. There's not much on them, but I do know about Sydney, the okay. eight year old girl who survived. Yeah. She ten years after she like gave an interview and did all these things. She ended up being raised by her grandparents, and she led a productive life, and she was a rodeo queen, Mm. and she was active in 4-H with her horses and her cows, so maybe Robin knows her. (laughs) Robin, do you know her? Robin knows a lot about horses and cows. (laughs) And she said that she learned that you can overcome everything and anything with the help of those around you and with a little bit of prayer. Mm, whole lot of prayer. Speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. And that is this the story guy. of Alofa and Teresa. Time. Are you happy that he is just gets to sit in jail and get beat oh, up? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather for him to kill himself? I mean, I would rather for him not. I would rather for him have killed himself before killing all the other people yeah. in the car accident. Because I understand. I don't understand. I see how people think. Let me just crash my car, but go do what the Hart family did. Mm, not the family. No. But go drive yourself off a cliff. Yeah. Or go run into a wall. Or go play in like. Don't want to play in traffic because you'll still hurt no. other people. Yeah, just go. Don't bring go, others down with just you. Just go drive yourself in. Uh, just go drive over the bridge into the lake and crash yourself. Go to Twin Bridges. Yeah, just just go. If you need to do it that way, that's how you do it. But you don't take anybody else out with yeah. you. They don't want to be gone. Like, if you want to be gone, then just. Oh, God. But don't be gone. Maybe go get some help. I hope he's living with a whole lot of guilt. Oh. That's a horrible story. 
Um, I mean, great story, but a horrible story. I know. We don't it, know why, too. Like, she probably did mouth his ass all the time and probably did talk about his little penis. It's not a reason. But get out of those toxic-ass situations. Listen, y'all, if y'all need to come crash at my house for a night, I got an extra room. If you need to get out of that situation. <sighs> but I don't know. I'm just here to tell you all the good stories and to do it in a timely fashion. And I feel like that was a great story. That and was, it was in good. Timely fashion. That was juicy. That was Real, juicy. That was literally that's, a bloody happy hour. Okay. That's the kind of story I want to tell on the next live show. Okay. If you have any suggestions that are like that, let me know. Because I want to tell it. It's a quickie. Real, blo- I mean, Real bloody. It was only four pages or five. Those are the best. Those are the best. So listen, y'all are all welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. I said cunt. And you did not say cunt. I don't remember you saying cunt. Say yeah, it three times right now. Cunt, cunt, hear. cunt. Oh. He wanted to stick the end of the table oh, up t- her cunt and have her climax but the rest did of her he? life. We didn't get to that. That's just what he said okay. in one of his letters. Oh, sure hope he didn't do that. Because the police didn't say that they found the body with the table leg sticking out of the vagina. Oh. I'm telling you, we're getting vulgar, and I don't even care. That is crazy. We're just telling you the facts and the truth, and this is where you find it. Mm. Bruh. Y'all, take a drink, because Alofa was a dumbass. Take a drink for a, the dumbass Alofa. I just repeated what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we're, that's our going to be our new motto. We're going to take a drink every time somebody's a dumbass. Take, take a drink for smile. being a dumbass. All right, y'all. Um, well, we'll see y'all next week. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. No. How do we do it? Do I say You say stay aware. Stay aware. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Why do you always say Wait, who starts it? I always say don't forget to. And then I I say stay alive. Stay aware. Stay alive. And you say always be DTF. No, you say stay aware. Go. You say two things, I say one. Okay, go. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. That's your part. Why does it not feel familiar? I don't know. (laughs) This is her first show, actually. (laughs) Did you take a bottle of Fittermine? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We're going to leave it at that. Caroline, I don't know what she's doing. Bye. Bye. See (laughs) y'all. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.